This is the very moment it happened. All my life I have loved looking. The visual world has been my joy. And as a filmmaker, it's been my work too. But now I realize that I have a cataract. My eyesight is dimming. Tomorrow, I will have my eye cut open. So today, will I go out and explore the world with my camera? Or will I stay in bed and imagine it? Childhood, teenage years, old age, a lifetime of looking, adventure, rapture, light, movement, bodies, vistas. I'm not sure what to do. I'm scared, but excited. Join me as I tell a story we haven't heard before. First, Mark, I want to say thanks and congratulations on the new film. Um, I loved it. I, I felt it. Uh, deeply and emotionally at Telluride. Um, I, the story of film, the story of film really opened a door for me on so many things and changed the way that I watched international cinema. So thank you for that as well. And the same way a story of looking, uh, honestly, just hurt my eyes a lot. (laughs) I've been (laughs) thinking and reflecting on how I look at things and uh, my own uh, idea of looking. So, um, Thank you. And you're beloved by uh, some of our friends on the site and one of their favorite directors. So I want to oh, give them a shout out to. What does it mean to look at movies and how do you feel differently about looking than you did before making this one? Uh, looking, looking at movies is what Joseph Campbell for me calls the rapture of self-loss. It takes me out of myself. You know, I think a lot of us want to get from here to there from inside to outside. And looking at movies does that. It's a, it's a sublime thing. You know, it's bigger than life. It's luminous. It's like sitting in winter looking at summer. Um, so all those things, you know, mean that it's really good for you. It's like vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but also what, what did I, le- what was the second, what did I learn after making this film? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well- well, do you see things any differently now than before the story of looking? Do you see things with more intention? I, th- I think so. I mean, I've always been a looker. I've always been somebody who's filmed a lot. But you know that sequence in the story of looking where I compare older Ingrid Bergman with younger Ingrid Bergman? Mm-hmm. You know, And I realized at that point in the film that I was actually making a movie about my own aging and my own looking back to my younger self. You know, So that was the sort of kind of epiphany 
in this project. You set out making something and you don't really know what the emotion is until you're halfway through. And that was the discovery that it's about my own aging process in a way. In the film, you say you wanted to talk about politics and adulthood today, but you were invested in your surgery. What would you have to say about politics and adulthood? If you were to say it, yeah, um, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember saying that exactly. So you know, I think that um, uh, I, I wonder what I meant by that. Hmm. I think you know, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here uh, in Scotland, and there's so many political things happening. You know, for example. I feel that it's really political to educate our children about looking and about visual culture and about um, movies and, you know, the good and bad. So that's a sort of soft politics. You know, there's a harder politics at the moment about what's happening in Afghanistan and our duty of care to those people who are being denied basic human rights and certainly the ability to listen to music and visual, visual culture. There's so much happening politically and culture and society. And the broader, the broader issue for me is to make sure that a country like mine or yours, that we are welcome and we feel that we're part of the human species and the human family, you know, and et cetera. So that's a very sort of broad answer to your question. I'd say my favorite moment of your new film is a very simple one. It's just you laying in bed and you get on the Twitter and you're asking your whole audience, what's their story of looking? How do they relate to looking? How do you feel that social media impacts how we create films and how we relate to an audience? You know, social media is like, you know, you and I have got two eyes, but like a fly, lots of creatures on the planet have got multiple sensory visual perceptors, you know, and they can see many, many, many more things that we can. And at its best, social media, uh, media, Twitter, et cetera, makes us feel like a fly, that we're seeing many, many things at the same time. I'm lucky enough in social media to be in contact with people who are film lovers all around the world, from India to Brazil, to Finland, to South Africa, you know? So I feel that it, social media has turned my visual world into a kind of multiverse or a kind of kaleidoscope. Now, obviously there are terrible things about social media, about how people are shamed for all sorts of reasons because of mistakes they've made or because they don't look the perfect body, et cetera. And I tried to touch that in the story of looking, but overall, this social media can be an extraordinary periscope. It takes you out of the submarine of yourself and lets you look around the world. I've thought your films have very interesting aspects of spaces and places, especially looking at I Am Belfast and Stockholm, My Love. Oh, yes. um, are there any specific filmmakers or movies that influence your sense of space and place? Yes, thank you for asking that, Calvin. I, I, I love cities, as you can see in my work, and so I, do, I make quite a lot of films about cities. Um, um, the, the obvious, the, the one of the biggest influences on me was the French filmmaker Chris Marker, you know, and his films, particularly Saint Louis Sans Soleil, was a big influence. But I think Agnes Varda was a really big influence in me, you know, the, the humanism in her work, the way that she loved grabbing the simplest of cameras and going out with an open, curious eye, you know, her beautiful film, The Gleaners and I, you know, where she's um, really trying to go and like, like a sponge, suck in 
the sort of humanity of life. So I think those two French filmmakers were really influential in me. And I'm lucky enough to have spent time in Iran and the great Iranian filmmakers, one of whom is tattooed on my arm there, Farouk, Farouk They have been a big influence on me, because, on me as well, because they believe that even with a simple camera, you can try to create a kind of poetry. Um, so you've mentioned two filmmakers that are tattooed on you. Would, uh, do you have others? Um, how yes, many are film related? There? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have Orson Welles, Kinyo Tanakia. Um, this is a film related tattoo here. This is an Indian film, Kagaz Ke Fool, one of my favorite films by Guru Dutt. And then if we swap to my other arm, we've got Kira Muratova, a you know, genius filmmaker, mm. Sergei Eisenstein, Jibal Jop Mombeti from Senegal. These are all filmmakers who were deeply passionate, mm. you know, and they um, they are doing something really global, you know, which uh, excites me. You know, I want to, I want, I want filmmakers to take me somewhere and transform me in somehow. And I think all these people did in somehow. Um, your the eyes of Orson Welles was a testament to Welles' passion for art in the cinema. Yeah. As well as a sort of personal love letter to him. Are there any other filmmakers, uh, tattooed or otherwise, that you'd uh, that you'd want to make a film about, and uh, and why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I'm reluctant to make films about the really film, famous filmmakers like Orson Welles, for example, because so much has been said about them. And I always try to be innovative in some way or try to find some new angle. So, um, so I'm kind of. Uh, reluctant to take on those big famous filmmakers but yeah I mean there are so you know for, for me films are in the world like trees or sunsets or beaches or pizzas you know they are things of great joy and they are objects you know and so there's so much you know I think that if I, if I had to think of one person I'll, I'll mention two filmmakers one Larissa Shepitko because you know of her film particularly The Ascent but also I was lucky enough to know a great Japanese director Imamura Shohei mm. and I think that Imamura Shohei for me is if I had to choose my favorite filmmaker it might be him mm. okay did you ever consider not directing women make film? While it's narrated by a woman, the title implies women make films. And do you think that could have been important if it were made by a woman? Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you look at women make film, it's a, not about women at all. It's about cinema, you know. Mm. And I, you know, I know something about cinema. I, I understand that some people thought that was weird when they first heard that a guy was making this. People thought that I had been commissioned to make it. Somebody gave me money to make it. None of that was true. I just made it, you know. Um, and because it's about cinema, not about women, um, then I thought it was totally acceptable for me to make it. And also, to be honest, I have, you know, I informed myself on this subject, you know. And I think that if we want social change, if we want a kind of revolution and things, we need many people to lend their shoulders to the wheel including somebody like me. And that's what I did. It's a contribution. It's another voice in the chorus of voices. And frankly, you know, I was getting frustrated by lots of the activists in this area who were saying 
who weren't actually watching films by Kira Muratova and who weren't, weren't watching films by Binka Zelyaskova and they weren't watching films by a lot of the great women, you know? And so I was, for 25 years, I was doing that. And so I thought, why not lend my shoulder to the wheel? Would you say a lot of your filmography is inspired by needing people to go watch these great directors and, and maybe a frustration with people for not understanding a diversity of work? I think that's exactly it. You know, it's a kind of love and fury, you know, <laughs> as you know, as you know, as you, as you mentioned some of my other films like Stockholm, I love and I am Belfast. Not all my films are about cinema, but the ones that are about cinema are about the plenitude of cinema, the joy of its diversity and magnificence, but also a bit of fury in there, you know, that some of the greatest filmmakers are not are properly recognized. And the sort of fanboy conversation talks about the same 50 filmmakers again and again. And there's a disappointment in that, you know, and we have to blame, I have to blame myself and you or whoever, if we're not constantly, you know, expanding our pleasures and our knowledge, then we can blame other people, but we can also, we also should blame ourselves a bit, I think. Well, I think you have no idea how much I've learned from you and your films. <laughs> and, oh, uh, I mean, my wife's bought me your book and I've uh, studied it and, and studied oh, the story of looking. So I'm oh, very grateful for you. Um, but I also have to ask, have you learned anything since the story of looking? I, I know we're always learning and we're, we're always expanding. Was there anything you would include in that canon that, that you hadn't known about at that time? In the story of film? Yeah. So I've made the story of film a new generation where a new, have you seen this one? The new, the update? I haven't, no. no. So it was, um, and no, need, no reason that you should. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's a um, two hour, 40 minute film, which was the opening film in Cannes this year. And um, so uh, I have, yeah, tried to up, since, since the original story of film, which was 10 years ago, I've tried to, continue to inform myself about the great filmmakers and there are you know filmmakers who weren't in that and who are in the new version and the new version is coming along to different countries quite soon and you know I'm always you know that feeling of always being a, an amateur constant apprentice you know I never think of myself as a professional I certainly never think of myself as an expert in any way you know I'm always learning I'm always sort of, I always have this picture with me everywhere I go. There's a little boy, you know, from a beautiful film by Hertz Frank, Frank called 10 Minutes Early, 10 Minutes Younger. And I always feel that I'm that little kid shocked and in awe of what there is, you know. And so that's all. So, so there's so much to learn. Well, I really appreciate your time. And again, you've had a huge influence on me and uh, what I'm trying to do with our website. So uh, I, I have to thank you. Um, oh, I'm, I'm really touched by that, Calvin. Where are you? I'm in Seattle. Oh, cool. That's so, so um, I've never been to Seattle. I'd love to go sometime. I'm just so inspired by your work. So uh, grateful for all your time here. And Oh, it's uh, I'm really touching, you know, because I this room in which I'm sitting, this is where I work, you know, and, and, and we work outside the system in some way, often not with any in, uh, funding, you know, so it's really uh, lovely to hear that, you know, the work has an impact. Uh, sometimes that work 
might have the most impact, right? Um, I might not respond to things made so commercially, but um, things that are deeply in love with cinema, um, I think we can all get that. And I hope yeah. everyone will check out your film here. Thanks so much, Calvin.